1: The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision.
2: I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money invested and more. There's going to be a point to the story. When I was 18, I never had to drink a beer. When I was 19, I never drank a beer. When I was 20, I never had a beer. I didn't drink until I was, drink a beer until I was 21. On my birthday, a girlfriend ordered one for me. I was like, ooh, I, uh, ooh uh, okay. Mm, beer. I was kind of a wine drinker <laughs> when I was younger. Um, and, I, and I just didn't drink. I was, I was athletic. Um, but do you know what was big when I was 18, 19, 20, 21, 22? It was Bartles and James. Do you remember Bartles and James? A flavored wine cooler. And Malt Beverage. It was from E&J Gallo Winery. Uh, they made great commercials. Two old guys sitting on a, in front of a store, maybe? I'm not sure I completely remember this correctly. Yep. But uh, they said something at the end of the commercial, like, thank you for patronage. <laughs> I shouldn't know this. Flavored wine coolers were kind of a sissy drink. The 18-year-old men that I knew who had hair all over their bodies, the gorillas, as I referred to them, they 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 weren't drinking wine coolers. They had strawberry daiquiri, fuzzy navel, exotic berry, pina colada, classic, original, tropical mango, blue Hawaiian. Blue Hawaiian. If you drink too many of them and you throw up, it was not a pretty sight. Um, band of Horses. They referenced a song. Uh, they referenced Bartles and James in a song called Neighbor. So it kind of got into the like the, the culture, right? It became a thing. Now, white claw is something that happened this summer. And it reminds me a lot of Bartles and James. A phenomenon. Why did it become a thing? Seltzer plus alcohol. First and foremost, Daria Folsom, I work with it, Cron. I brought up White Claw a couple weeks ago, and I said, as soon as I figure out an investment angle, I'll let you know. And the investment angle's Boston Beer, Sam Adams, because they have the basically biggest competitor, and the two of them have the most market share in alcoholic seltzer. But Daria, being cheap, she says, wait, wait, it's just seltzer and alcohol? I can can make that myself. I'm like, well, I guess you could. Um, But White Claw's a thing, and there's a lot of quotable gems in it. It's literally gluten-free water that'll mess you up. A lot of people like that. It looks, maybe it feels, maybe it is a healthier alternative to beer and wine. <sighs> Ain't no laws when you're drinking claws. That's what you're supposed to tell the police officer, right? Um, so... I bring this up again because there is a publicly traded version of this, and it's called Truly. Truly is the competitor for, to White Claw. And White Claw became a thing this summer. It became a buzz. It became popular. It, it, one of the funnier Twitter tweets, memes that I saw on it was something along the lines of, um, went to the store, they're all out of White Claw. I got no one to blame but myself because I drank them all. That's cute, right? Now, again, just seltzer and alcohol. That's all it is. And I saw an analyst raise his price target on none other than Sam Adams, because Sam Adams makes Truly. Now the beer that Sam Adams is making, the craft beer, it's not doing terribly well. But Bartles and James was a thing for two, three, four years. And I want to even say that they had a Super Bowl commercial. I think this alcoholic seltzer could be a thing for a couple years, if not longer. I'm not telling you to 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 go buy Sam Adams. I'd say consult worker advisor preferred action on any stocks mentioned. But I can tell you that people are noticing it because of that. So it's a little bit of a fad investment. Fads usually end badly, so if you do it, be patient, be careful. IPO has been performing quite well. Today we get Peloton, solid pricing, the provider of popular fitness platform kind of a video screen on top of a – it's kind of like the Apple – it's kind of like the iPhone of, of stationary bikes. It's interesting that institutional investors' enthusiasm for IPOs has remained healthy, even though there's been three major disasters this year, Uber, Lyft, and WeWork. WeWork is a dog. Somehow they wanted to bring that one public at $48 billion valuation. It's going to be more like $5 billion, if it ever comes out. Their secret sauce is WeWork. They lease out space to startups, but they lease out, they decide long-term leases with companies for that space, and then they sublease it. Now, is that secret sauce, or is that just, how shall we say this? Is that just, I'm not saying gouging. Are you just kind of a middleman, and couldn't the apartment building or the office building do it themselves? It's a good question. Yeah, no kidding. So Peloton is the largest interactive fitness platform in the world with a community of over 1.4 million members. The company pioneered connected technology-enabled fitness and streaming of instructor-led classes. As of June 30th, 2019, they said they've sold about 577,000 fitness devices that are connected. 564,000 in the U.S., so what's that figure? 13,000 outside the U.S.? Peloton's connected fitness product offerings include Peloton Bike, which launched in 2014, the Peloton Tread, which launched in 2018. Both its bike and its tread include a touchscreen that streams live and on-demand classes. Why not just get a bike and use your iPad and stream classes off that? That's what I see people at the gym doing, right? They had a little bit of a legal issue. They are using copyrighted music. So its content is available for $39 monthly, which is the cost of a, a gem, right? Uh, maybe a low-end gem. For the year, the company generated $218 million of revenue. Um, not too bad. I'm sorry, $218 million in 2017. The improvement to $435 million in 2018 was a big jump. Double. And then they basically doubled again to $915 million. That's a 110% growth in the third year, 90% growth in the first year. But their losses are also big. 2017 they had $218 million in revenue, they had $71 million in losses. In 2018, they had four hundred and thirty five million in revenue, they had forty-seven million dollars in losses. So that they're getting it better. But this year they had nine hundred and fifteen million in revenue and 195 million dollars in losses. When you adjust the EBITDA, which is kind of a magical way of showing what the company could look like with profits, it's still not profitable. EBITDA is one of the worst terms on Wall Street because it's kind of like made-up earnings. It's fantasy earnings. It's it's Disney er- like it's. No, I'm not going to say Disney. Um, it's magical fairy tale. It's earnings for interest, tax, depreciation, and amortization. But they have to pay those things. So I don't like it. Um, as far as IPOs go, there's heavy demand for it. Uh, ticker symbols can going to be P-T-O-N, P-T-O-N, and uh, a couple other workout firms have done well in the last two years, but this isn't quite that. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. You can find me at newfocusfinancial.com. It's newfocusfinancial.com, or you can find me at robblackshow.com. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220
1: KDOW. Your comments and questions are always welcome. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220
2: KDOW. So, You know, in the first segment, or earlier, I was talking about Bartles and James. Thank you for your support. And how that's kind of led me into this thought that this White Claw carbonated seltzer water with alcohol could be a thing for a while. It's gluten-free water. That'll get you messed up. Um, Zima, the clear beverage of your youthful regret, is back. So you can now buy Zima again. Zima was one of those uh, beverages from Miller Coors in the '90s that it could have stayed in the '90s. Some of their slogans were things like "Something Different," so something with this Z, something different. Because we loved high school and underage college parties, because ultimately it was kind of like a Jolly Rancher with alcohol, which kind of led to like a Bacardi Breezer. Bartles and James, Crystal Pepsi, every now and then the beverage industry has to try to come up with new product. And I just, I bring it back, I bring it up that Zima was reintroduced a couple years ago just to show you, like, can't we leave some of the stuff in the 90s? And the answer is no. Say what? Now, we learned in the 90s that a president getting impeached doesn't ruin the stock market. In fact, let's talk about big events that could ruin stock markets. That didn't, during the Korean War, at the start, went down 15% for five weeks. Then it was up 31% over the next six months, up 36% over the next year. Sputnik, the race to space, 10% down for three straight weeks in the markets. The next year, up 30%. Steel price rollback, same thing. Liquidity crisis, same thing. Arab oil embargo, same thing. It's an interesting note: the oil, air, the Arab oil embargo was heavily tied during the Nixon impeachment time. The Hunt Silver Crisis down twelve percent over four weeks, up twenty nine percent the next year. The crash in nineteen eighty seven down twenty six percent in three weeks, up sixteen percent in the next year. The Gulf War down twelve percent. We sent tanks in. We we're throwing missiles around. We we're lighting up Baghdad. Up twenty five percent over the next year, but it was down twelve percent as we're like, "This is awful." We're throwing missiles at a Arab country that has oil. Enron down five percent. The market can't trust them. It did go down another seventeen percent over the next year, but you could see that again with all, most of these crises. They start out with a little bit of nerves, and they end up with. Um, um, A relief rally. The U.S. debt downgrade up thirty-two percent after some carnage. The Greek debt downgrade. The Greek debt. The Greek debt downgrade up thirty-one percent. I was talking with some English people the other day. People from England. Actually, from Stratford. So they're from Stratford. Did you know that's the home of William Shakespeare? I'm like, yes, I knew that's the home of William Shakespeare. (laughs) Obey. Yeah. And they're like, they're, we're talking about Brexit, and we're like, oh, we have, a, we have a president just like you who's got white hair, bad white hair, Boris Johnson. And uh, I think the point of the story is, is that, we're, I was like, what do you feel about the European Union? He's like, it was a bad idea to begin with. We never changed our currency. We weren't fully committed to it, and like Greece, just everyone got bummed out when you saw them fail. Why, why are we bailing out Greece? Um, U.S. debt downgrade, 18% down over 10 weeks. It was a stressful time to be in radio, up 32% the next year. Chinese stock market crashed down 12% over six weeks. It dragged us down, up 27% over the next year. So anytime there's a crisis, I'm not going to say anytime, but the market tends to get back on track pretty fast. I bring it up, not again to sell you, just to say it is what it is. Oh, Target got the nicest upgrade of the day. Cohen is raising it to the number one overall position in their conviction list. Cohen, you say Cohen, I say Cowan. Cohen, Cowan, Cohen. Cohen's uh, Oliver Chen said, despite Target's strong stock run, with shares up 63% year to date, Woo! Woo-hoo! they said, We're, we think it could go higher. Wow, that's not bad. Uh, relatively inexpensive, to company's strong physical and digital growth and a more stable margin outlook. Plus, they seem to have gotten fashion right. When I first got in the industry, I learned a lot of lessons from the 80s and Gap. There's a guy named Mickey Drexler who ran the Gap. And one year, he was an interesting bird. He'd wear blue jeans, a white T-shirt, and a leather jacket every single day. Oh, my, my, my. I know, right? But one year, he got the fashion right for uh, Gap. And Gap wasn't really a Banana Republic story at that point in time or Old Navy. And Gap's stock went through the roof because he got capri pants right. One year, every woman had capri pants. You remember those pants. A little longer than the knee, but definitely not sock level. I guess I liked it because I remember it. Wow, but wow, wow, wow. Same thing can be said for Target. They're getting the fashion right right now. Doesn't mean they always will. I remember a couple of years ago, Target brought in, and please forgive me that I don't know the name Oscar Miserase. Oscar Miserase. Some famous designer. Stock went through the roof. They actually sold out of like the towels and the homewares before they even came to the stores. So getting fashion right is one way of winning. Getting a trend like Bartles and James wine coolers or truly and white claws carbonated seltzer water with alcohol is another way. Getting a trend in technology. Becoming a monopoly is another way. Facebook's essentially a monopoly, right? If you play the game of social media, you land on Instagram or you land on Facebook or you land on WhatsApp, you don't tip it. there's a few other spaces out there. But these are ways you make money. As an investor, it's a little broker for taking action. i talks every time on the show. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Thanks. You can find me at newfocusfinancial.com. It's newfocusfinancial.com. Let me know if you ever want me to do a kind of toned-down weekend show that's bigger concepts, less news. I'd be interested to hear your support. Send me an email, rob at robblackshow.com. It's rob at robblackshow.com. I'm Rob Black. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app
1: or KDOW.biz. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and Your Money on AM
2: 1220 KDOW. So I kind of want to read you this email one more time that I got from basically just a jerk. Um, And I bring it up in large part because this market has a little bit of everything. So yesterday on the news, both radio and television, I talked about Nike and how they're hitting an all-time high and how they had a good quarter. And they're not supposed to be having a good quarter because their tariffs are supposed to be hitting them. And they said they're going to have a good 2020. And how's that possible? And it surprised Wall Street in a good way. So this guy who has a made-up name, a made-up email, which starts off right there, Tanya, this is going to be good. And his his name is J-M-E-N. And I was like, okay, that jamming? And I was like, I I pulled some French out. It basically means uh, I don't give a flying hockey puck if you get the draft. So I knew this was going to be fantastic, and he goes, uh, just saw your story on Con4. Sorry, but Nike is controversial, as much as creepy data scraper Facebook. Don't know why Nike's climbing, but shame on them. You could at least have mentioned the Crapernick controversy, that Nike does not stand for the flag. It is anti-American. I personally de-Nike-fied repainted the sides of my Nike shoes so you can barely see the logo. And from now on, only buy Adidas. <laughs> Proud citizen. <laughs> uh, see, I'm not very political, because I, I found that to be funny um so i basically responded you're entitled to your opinions please share them with the world i did a story on a stock hitting an all-time high and why brand is important to a company you send feedback to a station trying to make me look bad as if i shouldn't be allowed to have an opinion a strange way to show your proud citizenship by wanting to censor my very american freedom of speech and keep in mind i'm just talking about stock price right and brands you could talk about apple you, could, you talk about ge the tiffany network nbc used to have a great brand and you know what happens so i further go on and i said my opinions are based on financials and facts and getting people retirement i'm not a political person nor do i think it's appropriate for me to tell you my political opinions via radio or tv so i don't um if you want to be a proud citizen i'm not sure why you would go with a german company <laughs> so going to start buying shoes from adidas a german company right I said, consider all birds or sketchers. Maybe one is considered environmentally friendly. You might like that. And the other one's considered USA, USA, USA. Um, and I said, I know what your name means. Very nice. So I only share that with you because this guy's hurting himself. First and foremost, painting over a logo on your shoes. Silly, right? But then just getting angry at companies. The Colin Kaepernick thing is its pretty isolated and... I don't know why people get angry on that. He's entitled to his opinions. American soldiers will tell you that. Good enough with me. Anyhow, I bring that up because, again, Nike hitting all-time highs. McDonald's, I told you earlier in the show, you know, what an investment 10 years ago, would have got you, a 400% return. You put a million dollars in, in McDonald's 10 years ago, and it's worth $4 million today. 10 years. Now, 10 years ago, I wasn't that young of a man. It's not like I was like six, 10 years ago, you could have bought McDonald's and quadrupled your money. I, I'm, I'm not mad at you. I'm just telling you like, sometimes you don't, oh, their food is awful. Their food's making America fat. Oh, their food is gross. Oh, I only eat at local restaurants. I get it. I get it. I get it. But don't hurt yourself financially is my opinion because life is going to get tougher and you're going to need to cover costs. Large employers predict a total cost of covering health insurance for workers and their families will hit an average of $15,375 in 2020, an increase of 5% from this year to next year. Did your wages go up 5%? Probably not. Did your portfolio go up 5%? It probably did. Did your real estate go up 5%? It probably didn't. You have to beat inflation. And one of the areas that has a lot of inflation is healthcare costs. High deductible plans won't be the only option on the healthcare menu. Some employers say they will reintroduce preferred provider organization plans. Employers will cover close to 70% of the costs. Workers will cover about 4,500 in expenses. Typically, the norm is about 80, 20. But now it's 70, 30. And guess who gets the 30? You. Um, I get it. I get it. I share that story with you because the cost of doing business is getting more expensive. And if you're an owner of a small company and you want to take care of your employees, it's becoming more, uh, I don't want to say more tough. It's becoming tougher to do the right thing because you only have so much money. Well, you're a small company. You're an owner. You make millions. It doesn't always work like that. A top tech analyst says Apple's valuation is no longer appears attractive. I own shares of Apple, consult a worker advisor before taking action on any stocks I ever mention on the show. Um, Andy Hargrove is a key bank. He penned a warning to would-be investors that Apple's pivot into services represents a dicey move into a competitive market. This is the first I've heard of that. So, I ordered the research report so I could read the whole thing. And he says, we believe Apple services narrative is largely priced in, as Apple's valuation no longer appears attractive relative to other large service companies. This bodes poorly for the iPhone maker, since gross profit per user has declined at a 10% annualized rate over the last five years. They used to make a ton of money when you bought a phone. And then when you bought services from them, they'd make a ton of money. But there's more and more competition. If you were to call Apple a services company, we should evaluate it on a typical services metric for user growth and revenue and profit per user. Apple's user growth is decelerating due to market saturation. Its gross profit per user has been declining. So I got an email from someone the other day where I talked about I own shares of Apple. And I said, when they release the 5G phone, that may be it. That may be the last hoorah. Now, we don't know. They could come out with a watch that, you know, does your blood sugar? They can come out with you know glasses that do something amazing. Sliced bread. We don't know. Amazon came out with some products yesterday. Some Echo Buds. I love it. <laughs> um, they're going to be cheaper than AirPods. Um, they also came up with an Echo Loop Ring, so you can now wear a internet-enabled ring. I can't make this stuff up and awesome. echo frame glasses. Now the AirBuds I get, Apple has that category all to themselves, wireless AirPods, essentially the highlight is noise cancellation technology built by Bose. But, uh, the test that they showed people and the reviews is that it's on, it's on par with AirPods. It's hard to tell the difference. Um, Now, we'll see after 100 hours of use and things like that, right? Um, They use micro-USB charging while most every current gadget has moved to USB-C. Weird choice by Amazon. That might be a a, a deal-breaker for it. They came up with a ring. I know you're saying a ring. The Amazon Echo Loop makes no sense. It's a day-one kind of product that's experimental and will probably be pulled. It's a titanium ring that sits on your finger. It lets you talk to Alexa. Alexa. Do we need that? Hey, Alexa, play Miles Davis. Jeff Bezos is watching you. Oh, boy, that's not good. So you could hit the ring and say, hey, Alexa, where's the closest Whole Foods? Um, and then you hold the ring to your ear and it kind of tells you four miles away. It's kind of neat, I guess. But do we need it? We have a phone. We have a watch. We have internet. (laughs) But the goofiest of all is a pair of glasses. Um, Will these have legs? They're not augmented reality, like Microsoft's HoloLens or Google Glass. There's no display on them. There's no camera-like glass. Instead, you talk to the glasses like you talk to the ring. Um, And the speakers are right near your ears, so you could say, hey, Alexa, play Rob Black and your money. And the speakers will start playing Rob Black and your money. Maybe, oh, no, I, I don't know. How do you feel about it? They also came out with a whole bunch of other stuff, including a pretty sturdy studio speaker that's $199 buckaroos and kind of is taking on Apple's high-end product. Um, but it was a big release day for Amazon, and it didn't move the stock or anything, but I throw it out there because do we need a ring? Do we need glasses? I'm not going to say that they're misses because I'm not a technologist. I don't know. So right now we have the acting intelligence director testifying about Trump whistleblower complaint. A lot of headlines going on there. Peloton is coming public. $29 a share. That's at the high end. Is it more than an exercise machine? It's a connected exercise machine. It has a subscription model where you can have trainers, you know, on your screen, come on, you can do it, Go one last hill, come on, come on, everyone, low and last hill. I I, I think in the end, it, like everything else American, we'll get one, and then three months later it'll be in the garage. Maybe not. They also have a treadmill. I've heard rumors that they're going to start up a subscription cooking service. So not only can you work out and be healthy, but you can start cooking healthy, We're going to see how it does when their IPO hits next week. Um, I don't know. It just feels weird. Exercise equipment. IPO sexy. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Find me online at Rob Black Show. Twitter, Rob Black Show. YouTube, Rob Black Show. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. Visit Rob Black online
1: at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM
2: 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black, It's financial, money invested into more. Don't be shy. I think that's the worst thing you could do with your money, and I think it's the worst thing you can do in life. Um, I was kind of a corner laugher in elementary school. I would sit back in the corner and laugh and make jokes. I, you know, oh look at look at Mrs. Foley over there. My French teacher was fantastic. Do you remember high school French or high school Spanish? They start teaching Spanish now in like grade schools. No, de rien de rien. But I had a French teacher who was pretty fantastic. If we would cut out anything that had French words on it, we'd get extra credit. <laughs> Easiest day ever, right? The easiest word for me to ever remember in French class was supermarket. Do you know why? Because it literally is supermarché. Now, I probably said it wrong, Max. It's all horrible. Supermarché, supermarché. For decades, if you ever go to France, don't go to a supermarket on Sunday because they're closed. French unions have basically said, we want our workers to have Sundays off, so we're unionized and we're not opening up. Now, the problem with that is the law of unintended consequences, and this is one of the things we have to be careful about in our society. Yes, we all want livable wages. Yes, we, like and one of the things I push for is get a good education that'll get you a job in math or science or somewhere near there. Even if you want to be like a English major, try to tie it into like technical writing for Facebook kind of thing. The so French unions have fought to uh, extended store hours. So they forbid everything from corner groceries to warehouse-sized hypermarkets from making staff or stock shelves or sit behind cash registers on Sunday. The unions say that ensures that the workers get needed time off and protect them from exploitation. 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 Two French retail chains have come up with a way around the regulations. They're opening stores without employees. So... Kind of interesting the way that happens. You don't want our employees to work on Sundays, so they don't have to work. We'll just have robots do it. So that's pretty interesting. The stores lock up their liquor cabinets, and they close their meat counters and their cheese cutting. But shoppers can select what they want from other departments, then proceed to the automated checkout. Security guards, typically outside contractors, keep an eye out for shoplifters. Unintended consequences, right? So they'll need fewer employees. They're learning a business model that in the future will probably expand. The very first time and this, this should harken back. Do you remember the first time you saw an automatic automated checkout line where you had to do it yourself? You're like, well, they're being awfully cheap at home Depot now making me check out my own stuff. And then flash forward 10 years and everyone's doing it. I hate self checkout lines. I hate them. I actually like talking to people. I know you're saying, no, you don't. Actually, I'm lying. I don't like talking to people. But I tend to buy alcohol. And if I'm buying alcohol, I have to, I can't go through the self-checkout line, right? So the law of unintended consequences. And it's something we have to be watch out for when we're trying to do a greater good. Sometimes it backfires. Just throwing it out there for you. Don't be mad at me. I'm just the messenger. Be nice to me. Um, I love you. Do you love me? Say you love me. I love you, Rob Black. So, 800 516 1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800 516 1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about money, investing, and more. A um, lot going on right now. The impeachment inquiry might be clouding the political outlook for sure, but it's not really hitting the markets hard yet. Will it? Trump says it will. I don't think it will. If you look back at history, and we just go back to Clinton, during that 13-month period that he was being impeached, it dragged on a long time. I don't know if you remember that. It dragged on a long time. Do you remember the name Ken Starr? Linda Trapp, was it? Monica Lewinsky. Linda Tripp. Trap. It's a trap! So says Admiral Ackbar. It's a trap! Monica Lewinsky should have known better with a name like Linda Trapp. Um, so the whistle, so that played out for over 13 months and during that 13 month period, there was a 20% market correction, but that was tied to the Asian flow. The Asian stocks markets basically getting hit hard, which kind of led to, which kind of led to long-term capital getting hit and basically spinning out of control and selling off assets, sell, 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 sell. And when you do that, you drive down markets. And then people got panicked, and they kind of made it worse, and they down 20%. But by the end of the 13 months, from the start of it to the end of it, the markets were up 28%. He was technically impeached. He has that tie towards his presidency. And the markets were able to deal with it. I don't know how long this, this lasts. I don't. And to be quite honest with you, I, I don't even know if I care. It's just too depressing to talk about. The IT sector is doing well. Microsoft and MasterCard moving higher. Microsoft is a company you have to tip your hat to. I own shares of Microsoft. And I accidentally owned it for a long time. This is interesting. I bought it from uh, Ira back when I had Charles Schwab in 1993, maybe 94. And I moved to the West Coast, and I kind of forgot about the account, and it got shut down. And they're like, oh, you have to go into a Schwab dealer to show your ID. I'm like, I'm not going to a Schwab company. And then finally, they let me do it over the phone or online or something like that. And I was like, "Oh, look at that! I got twenty-five thousand dollars of Microsoft. I had bought it at five thousand dollars of Microsoft, which is kind of funny because it was accidental that I still had it. I probably would have sold it through the years, right? Still have it. Consult a broker action on any mentioned on the show. I'm Rob Black. You're not. Find me online at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. There's great downloadables. You can also find me at robblackshow.com.